Welcome to FPL Radio for Friday the 10th of February. It is game week 23. It's another mini double game week. Um, lots to talk about. My name is Matt and I'm joined as always by Mr. Ryan Hodges. Hello, Ryan. Hello, Matt. It's been a bit a bit of time, but uh, yeah, loads to cover off and really good to be back. And uh, of course, off of off the back of a decent game week for myself. So yeah, lots to, lots to go through. Well, let's, uh, let's give you your moment to shine ryan you had a you had a, a triple captain activation i think and, and overall a, a very successful game week but yeah tell us how you uh how you got on well the triple captain he might have masked over a few other people in my team but um i decided with the united double um i thought i'd put the triple captaincy on marcus rashford uh he was in form two home games i thought it was a a, a good time to play and also just um one of those chips a bit like the bench boost and things. It's just, it's good to just get done. Um, and lucky enough, after failing miserably last year of forgetting to play it, um, yeah, I got the 20 points that Rashford scored over the two games, tripled to 60 points. So out of a total of 99, <laughs> Rashford scored 60 of them. So let's not get carried away of ourselves. Uh, and if I was to add um, Kepa's 10 onto that, we're getting pretty close to that total. When I uh when when we when we get to that side of things. So uh ninety nine points, Kepa ten. I got Luke Shaw, uh, got an assist in that first game, so six points there. And then it's really sort of uh, Gabriel two, Trippier two, Newcastle finally conceding, which probably is good for me, uh, where a lot of people in there doubled up at Newcastle. Um I bought Bruno in, Bruno Fernandez, got twelve points, scored in the first, and then um uh, I think got bonus, didn't he, in that first game? Uh, and not a lot in the second. Uh, so, yeah, a 10-pointer and a two-pointer. That was okay. Um, so, I think I know what I'm doing with him. Um, biggest disappointments at the moment for me is Kevin De Bruyne benched against my Tottenham Hotspur, which is, I'd like to dig in a bit more around Man City with you, Matt, a bit later on. It's just... Bit bizarre what the hell what, what, what's going on there. Martinelli, he's a problem for me, and I think I've got a solution. And Almiron is still there in my team, which I'm well, I don't know why. It's just because I've had other things to do. Uh Tony, he's been hugely frustrating. I'm trying to think if he's actually scored many points since I brought him in, but um, yeah, massive, massive frustrating. He either gets a goal or just gets booked and does nothing. So a one pointer there in Haaland. No shots for the first time since 2020. I think there was a stat around that. No shots on target. Yeah, yeah. 2020. Uh, I had a bench of Ward, Mitrovic. Tyro Mings was a bit of a player I bought in a cover. And of course, Nathan Patterson is still sitting there injured on my bench. So I have gone from 702,000 to 3.96. So yeah, not quite half my rank, but yeah, a very decent game week. Um, and yeah, looking looking okay. I've I've got a couple of things I need to do this week, which I I don't see a huge red, uh, green arrow coming, more red. But uh, but all in all, yeah, I'm okay. I'm alright with that. Um, so should we come to yourself, Matt? Yeah, not not quite as successful, but enough for a green arrow for me with seventy five points. Um, Rashford captain, um, not the triple that went on Harland a few weeks ago. Um, so that was forty points. So yeah, over half of my total score. Um, Kepper in goal, 
definitely seems to continue to have been a good a good pick sort of since uh Chelsea's increased defensive solidity at the um whilst they seem to be sacrificing all their attacking potential at the moment at the very least um they've been quite defensive and he's been racking in the sort of bonus points and um things of that nature his last three games 10 9 10 so not bad from him at all um but yeah apart from that the only other player i think in my team that scored any points uh was sure the six across the double game week and um, harry kane who is just very quietly having a pretty incredible season under the radar, really. I think, obviously, Erling Haaland's taking all the headlines, but Kane with 17 goals, five five fantasy assists, um, very, very solid and very sort of dependable um, there. And I think probably with the underperformance of players like Salah and... and um, De Bruyne and those sort of other premiums, I think he's rapidly becoming the 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 sort of second premium to target alongside um alongside Haaland. But yeah, not too bad. Um yeah, just en- enough for a little green arrow for me. It helps obviously being I think I started the start of the week at like 1.5 million. So I crept up two hundred thousand places um there. Not really quite sure sort of what was going on, but I'll take it. You know, that's three green arrows in a row for me, which has been a rarity this season. Um but yeah, still still a long way to go. I think probably my revised target for the season is is if i can get into the, the top million that that'll be fine which is quite a depressing place to be but um we'll uh we'll take what we can get from this point on but let's let's take a look at the next game we gave me 23 and it is a it is a double two teams doubling arsenal and man city top of the table clash well for now until any um sanctions might be handed down but arsenal um two home games they play brentford and um then that game against city on the wednesday and um man city have aston villa at home on sunday and then travel to arsenal on the wednesday so yeah interesting um interesting doubles there um and it's also worth noting we've had another double announced for 25 or a pair of doubles um the teams doubling in that one are arsenal everton liverpool and wolves um which is also, the blank game week for Manchester United, Brentford, Newcastle, and someone else, probably. Um, Everton? Oh, blank, no, sorry. Uh, Brentford, yeah. Brighton. Brentford, Brighton. United, the other one. And Newcastle. Yeah, so, before. So, so, Arsenal have two double game weeks, five games in three, uh, three game weeks, which is... Um, useful when i think most people have got a lot of arsenal players in their team already but yeah ryan how uh how are you sort of shaping up for this week what sort of um what games are you targeting where are you sort of thinking about making some moves uh so first thing i'm not going to get any more city players in because got double game week uh i've got de bruyne and harland and i'm going to leave it at that um in my defensive sort of what was i going to do i um I went against getting a city defender in and that's why I've got Tyron Mings. He's just going to hopefully do a job for me in that blank game week of 25 and potentially 28. So that, that's why he came in. So, um, so I'm, I'm okay with the city boys. It's now the arsenal. Um, I'm, I'm okay with Gabriel. I'm okay there, but then I've got Martinelli and I don't really want him. Um, but do you take him out for a hit? So ultimately, I think my moves this week will be Fernandez out to Saka. And if I use a hit, it was it was switch out Martinez for Odegaard. And I think I'm thinking to get the double game week here and then the double game week on that 25 you just explained. Um just make the move now. Some people call it a sideways move. I just see it's it, it's just gonna get more minutes from Odegaard. And Saka than than still sticking with Martinelli. Um, stats wise, Martinelli 
is second and from attacking stats he's second behind Inketia so the actual person to get um, is Inketia at the moment but I'm trying to think I've heard Jesus is back in sort of on the training ground I believe he's still three or four weeks away but by the time we come to 25 could he be back um, and challenging Inketia for his spot but look if, if you've got Two free transfers, I think, in Ketia is a really good option. And I would possibly lean towards Evan Odegaard and, and Saka uh, as sort of a, a triple up in, in sort of attack for Arsenal and, and maybe ignoring the defence. But um, a roundabout way saying, I think Saka comes in for Fernandes and I think Odegaard comes in for Martinelli. But have you got Martinelli, Matt? And therefore, do, yeah. uh, what, are you, what are you thinking of doing? Yeah, it, it's been on my radar definitely to make that move, particularly so they signed Trossard. So Martin Lee came off at 58 minutes um, yeah. in that defeat against Everton, um, which I, I suspect might be a little bit more of a sign of things to come where, you know, sort of, I suspect Martinelli will keep his place ahead of Trossard, at least at least in the short term. But I definitely think you could see a situation where Martin Lee's sort of coming off at around the hour mark and... Um, He's sort of blanked in his last in his last four. He has has had a couple of returns since the since the World Cup, but it's it's one of those ones where it definitely feels like a sideways move. But I think um, I think probably long term, I would prefer to have the security of Odegaard. He's you know he's the captain. He's going to play all the games. Um, he's their sort of most creative spark, really, alongside alongside Saka there. So um, I think I think that will probably be one of the moves I'm making. This week I have two free transfers, so I'm I'm leaning towards Tony to Inketia and Martinelli towards to, to Odegaard. So that uh, the the Inketia the Inketia one's interesting as well. I you know Jesus is definitely back in the mix, but I think reports are saying he's not going to be sort of back for maybe another three or four weeks, which yeah. would put put him after that second double, and at which point I might be tempted to do the sort of wild card um, or might be getting towards wild card territory anyway. So I don't I don't mind particularly with Tony. Um, blanking in 25 so Tony's two fixtures are Arsenal away and Palace at home and then a blank so Inketia gets five games um, uh, in that in those three game weeks which I think will be enough um, to sort of justify that move Um, it leaves me with a few problems I still haven't been able to solve like Almiron will remain in the team he's definitely sort of gone almost completely off the boil from his pre-World Cup um, World Cup form Um, I'd like to move him on he also um, blanks in 25 so um, but it, it's one of those irritating ones because all the players I'd want to move up Monty are probably like the Brighton boys but they also blank in 25 yeah. so I might just have to ride him out for a, for a few more weeks maybe sort of transfer him out in that 24-25 period um, and just sort of go go from there really but um, yeah there's not really too many other options again like De Bruyne he has the double this week I think he's probably again not justifying his price um, if you look at his sort of stats over the season, um, he's had a few explosive returns, but not not too many. Um, from an FPL perspective, been benched um, sort of for for two games in recent in recent times against against Spurs. I don't have any particular concerns with him playing in this in this double, but I just think for his price around sort of twelve million, um, there's there's sort of better options potentially out there. But um, it's hard to move him on when he's got. A double, and then he's got Forest in twenty-four, and then and Bournemouth. Bournemouth in twenty-five. Yeah. Um, so I suspect I'll keep him, but um, yeah, it's definitely one to keep an eye on. You know, it's yeah. I, it's I, I, I'm 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 going. I went. Uh, I think on restart, I went Royner over Kane. 
just thinking City would come out of the blocks and and really hit the ground running, and that's been a huge mistake of mine. And yeah, of course, my boy Harry, I've 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 overlooked him, and you, you said around he's just been constantly returning, and it's just hit me hard. I thought De Bruyne would probably match Kane, but he's been far from that. Now let me where, dig in to see where have oh, you got all oh, your where's all your money then? Because I've got De Bruyne, Kane, and Haaland. And, have you really? And... I, I think I've just got. I've, I've still got Fernandez, haven't you? Oh, yeah, I have at the moment, but still, I've got like 1.1 in the bank. I've just got like so much cash. It's just flashing around. And uh, yeah, my probably owners are, are loving life on, in the Monaco <laughs> uh, harbour um, or marina, probably better, more, more sophisticated than a, than a harbour. But um, Matt, um, I want to dig into a city. What is going on? <laughs> you sell potentially your best player in Cancelo or loan him out to Bayern Munich. Foden can't get a sniff. You, you, you're just sort of a back line of what a Kenji, Aki, Rico Lewis, and another whatever he can pluck out of this thin air. Like it just doesn't sound right. And what, what is he trying to prove a point? And and look, and then there's the sanctions that have come in. Is that possibly what's masked all of the difficulties that have, that's happened? No, I think all the all the reports are that no one at the club knew anything was coming until the Premier League statement came out on on Monday morning, whatever it was. I mean, just in terms of what's going on with City, I mean, God, if I had the the ability to de- decode what Pep was thinking, um, uh, then that would be that would be great. But it it seems like he's sort of shifted into moving into more of a sort of back three when the game's in possession to sort of try and get an extra man. I think he, I think. I think what it seems to be is because he's playing with Haaland now, a traditional striker, rather than that sort of false nine that could drop in and sort of provide that extra man in midfield. He's trying to sort of rebalance the defence and not play with proper fullbacks, have the guy that can tuck inside to sort of make an extra player in midfield. I mean, obviously it doesn't just seem to be working. It's all, it's it's trying to get extra defensive solidity at the sacrifice of some attacking threat. But at the moment we seem to not have attacking threat or defensive solidity, but um so I, I, I mean, I don't, I don't really know, but um, it is, it is, you know, only one game week ago that Haaland scored a hat trick against against Wolves, and only two game weeks ago that that were able to put four past Spurs in that in that sort of second half comeback. So it, it's, it's not quite crisis time yet. Um, I think the game against Arsenal will be massive um, in in midweek, but they just need to be able to find Haaland a little bit better. He was really isolated in that in that Spurs game. Um, players like. Grealish and Mara is a, a, a good at doing a job, and I, you know, I, I like I like Grealish. I think he's I think he's sort of finding his space in the team a little bit more. Um, but hopefully, Foden is over his illness and can come back in and and um, provide a bit more of a spark because that that definitely seems to be the the thing that's missing. It's a little bit too slow, a little bit too timid, um, not quick enough to get into to Haaland. It just leaves him leaves him quite isolated, as we saw in that in that Spurs game where he basically didn't really have a sniff for the whole game. Yeah, but, okay. I mean, yeah, yeah. It's, it's worrying. You say De Bruyne and things like that. I feel, I, I, the tactical reasons, wasn't it? It was a three at the back with Tottenham, and he wanted the extra forward with Alvarez on there, and that's why he doesn't get a game. But I mean, let's be honest. Surely Bernardo Silva played in that game, didn't he? De Bruyne could be a better player than Silva. I, I, I'm, I'm, I don't know. Look, yeah, I don't know. Like, I mean, De Bruyne has been pretty. Yeah, you, you called it. The World Cup in, you called in, it. Uh, anyway, so you know, as much as there is, is a tactical tweak. I also just think you know, he's not been at his best um, for for a few months now. So I think 
giving them a little bit of rest and a little bit of time to refocus um, isn't isn't maybe the worst the worst thing in the world. But you know, I, I think I think from a fantasy perspective, if you have him, you keep him for this week for the double game week and, and maybe the fixtures coming up and reassess. Um, I think if you haven't got him, I wouldn't bring him in. I'd look at. I I'll probably look at Mares as as the option. He seems to finally be nailed in the city team. You know, no one has ever nailed for very long, but um, I mean, it certainly looks like uh, he is. Uh, he's sort of the main man. Really, he started the last what one, two, three, four, five, six out of the last it, seven. Yeah. Um, did come off early against Tottenham again, sort of before the hour um, there, but um, but he definitely seems to have really sort of made that position is own. there's not a lot of competition actually on that on that sort of right flank for, for City at the moment um, so I, yeah I think I think if you're looking for a player I think Mares at 7.7 is not a terrible option at all um, for the double and the sort of fixtures coming up with obviously the, the usual City caveat but to be honest I, just, I think I would just steer clear of most City assets at the moment apart from Haaland um, defensively not you know I'm not entirely convinced with the sort of formation that he's that he's trying to play, but um, you know Diaz is, is slowly coming back from injury. Laporte seems to be in and out of favour. Um, it's it's all a bit of a it's all a bit confusing. Um, so I think if you've got him, keep him. If you haven't got him, I'd, I'd give I'd give him a bit of a swerve at least for at least for the next couple of weeks and sort of see what see what settles down. Okay, yeah, that's fair enough. Um, so. I mean, we sort of covered some of the fixtures over the weekend. Um, we know about City's double. We know about Arsenal's double. Um, I think, is there anything else in that fixture list uh, we should not? I mean, we get blinded by double game weeks. Is there anything in there that you you think, oh, that's a decent fixture on paper? I've got one, one specifically. But go on, Matt. I'll let you go first. Um there's definitely going to be a little bit of interest, I think, in... Well, there's a lot of interesting games, actually, this weekend, at least on paper. We've obviously got the, the Merseyside derby on on, on Monday. Um, Sean Dyche now in in uh, Everton. Going to see if they can continue their... Look, you know, looking considerably more defensively solid um, than they than they did uh, ever sort of under Frank Lampard. Um, I mean, against the Liverpool side that basically can't score or don't seem to know how to shoot anymore, it might not be the worst... Uh, the worst sort of defensive move that maybe has sort of a boring nil nil written all over it, but you can never quite tell with, with, with derbies, but um, we've got a flip. We've got the flip as well from the United Leeds game. That's quite, um, quite dramatic uh, in midweek. It wasn't on television anywhere. So it wasn't able to watch it, but um, from certainly reading the reports, Leeds looked pretty good. Obviously they've, they've let Jesse Marsh go as well. Um, maybe sort of playing with a little bit more freedom um, and United sort of didn't quite, have the answer although they did they did obviously sort of come back into into that game to to, to snatch a draw and it'd be interesting to see see if that's repeated at, at ellen road but um yeah i don't know ryan is there any other fixtures that particularly sort of well, jump out at you this week yeah it's the one it's leicester v spurs it's it's this it's the one that terrifies me because i haven't got harry kane as previously stated and he loves playing leicester I think it's probably his, his, his team. He, I, I, I should have dug out the stats, but it's the team he seems to score a truckload of goals against. And um, yeah, it's just, uh, it, I think going to Leicester, um, both defences are not great, but I think both attacks are, are relatively good. So I can see a high scoring game there. So um, that one terrifies me. Um, so going without him, I've, I've desperately tried to see how I can get Harry Kane in my my team but I don't think it's going to happen because Spurs have got a really good run of fixtures coming up as well and that that's that's the other side of like oh my god I've just not only is it this fixture 
It's then after that, got West Ham at home, Chelsea away. Yeah, but then it's Wolves away, Forest at home, Southampton away and Everton away. Um, possibly Everton away might be a bit more difficult, but they're really good run of fixtures for Tottenham. Um, the, the the one thing that is coming back is Champions League or European football for, for some clubs. So that might be a slight distraction and then players might get Hired or even injured, but look, Harry plays every game, every minute, and scores pretty much every game. So, um, I, 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 I've been trying to tear my team up for a minus eight. I can get him, but it, I just don't think it's worth it yet. <laughs> it <was> terrifying <laughs> there, uh, but yeah, I, I think that's the key thing. Look, twenty-three. I think you, if you can get three players from Arsenal. Two or three players from City, um, I think that you'll be well set because certainly from Arsenal, you get them back, the doubles in 25. So you've already got three players playing in that fixture where others like you, Luke Shaw's, you might have to start moving on. And, and that's why Bruno Fernandes goes for me. It's no point keeping him. I might as well put him in for a, an Arsenal player. Um, 25, we said about the doubles. Now, Liverpool. Um what is going on at Liverpool and and do we I mean 25 is an interesting one you've got a double game week coming up in game week 25 I know we're getting ahead of ourselves but you have to start thinking about these things um, in previous seasons Liverpool away to Crystal Palace at home to Wolves in a double game week we'd all go Salamad we'd all captain if not triple captain him at the moment I'm struggling to even think to put him in my team um, what what's your take, Matt? And do you think that I've seen a couple of people returning from uh, into training, which are key players that they've been missing? But do, are you th- are they on your radar? I think that's the key question here. I mean, I think they've got to be on your radar partially because it's a blank game week for for sort of some of those other teams around there. Um, and as you say, it's a double game week that looks decent on paper. It remains to be seen, I guess, whether these Liverpool issues can be solved within the season. They've got a few players returning from from injury. You know, they're they're they're, they're in a bit of a transitional season, really. That they're, they're introducing Gakpo and Nunes, who um, either looks like he's absolutely on on fire or looks like the worst footballer to ever grace the pitch more often than not. But um, you know, Salah's got his big contract and seems to be on the beach. He basically has completely given up on on everything that he used to do before. Um, the midfield is is essentially slowly collapsing in, in well not slowly rapidly collapsing from a um, weird sort of uh, suddenly Fabinho looks about ten years older than he did last year, um, so it's an interesting. It remains to be seen whether it can be solved in in season, whether it's something that could be coached out of them. But um, you know, I I depending on sort of what happens with injuries and illnesses, sort of you know sort of players coming coming back, I've, I could make a switch. You, you know, you could make a switch from someone like De Bruyne to Salah without too much challenge with sort of a little bit of cash in the bank. So, you know, if for example, anyone picks up a little bit of form over the next couple of weeks, there might be, might be a consideration. I've seen people thinking about going back to Darwin Nunez. I mean, I think that's a bit, <laughs> that's a bit crazy, but. You well, never know. Uh, okay, Matt. Uh, yeah. That is my thinking. Cause I need an exit plan for Tony. And it yeah. was like, Oh my gosh. Well, I mean, that is, that, that is the consideration. I mean, you know, if you've got someone like Tony who blanks in 25 and, um, you know, you can't get to someone like Inketia, then uh. I think it's not a terrible idea to, to go there for a sort of short-term punt, you know, but um, it with with sort of players like 
I think um, Luis Diaz is coming back into training. I think Jota is coming back into training. There'll be a little bit more rotation in that front line than there has been previously. But um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I think we need, we need a little bit of wait and see. But yeah, it's definitely. If you told me at the start of the season that Liverpool were going to get a double like that, and I wouldn't really, even really be that bothered about not having any Liverpool players in my team, I'd have said you're absolutely crazy. But that's just where we are. But um, the the only other maybe you could think about a defender potentially. You know, we've we sort of all sacked off the premiums at the back. I think this season, um, but um, you know, you've got someone like Luke Shaw, for example, who blanks in twenty five, um, and then plays Liverpool in twenty. In 26, you know, potentially you could move him on. Um, either either you could try and upgrade him to one of the fullbacks, or you know, sort of if someone like Van Dijk is is back, I don't think it's a terrible, it's a terrible switch switch there. Um, uh, some people have got sort of like a second Newcastle defender or something like that. So, you know, I think I think I think there's options, but I think um, I think it's probably a bit of an avoid for me. Um, at least, yeah. unless something just suddenly clicks and they all have all these players back from injury and 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 some, something happens. But yeah, I think for me that's uh, it's a it's a it's a swerve for now. Yeah, no, that's it. Right. So thinking about twenty three, um, I'm still going to keep captain C on Harland. Um, I think the City home game against Villa is good enough for me um, to put armband on him. I think his home record is unbelievable. We've got four. Four hat tricks at home this season, if not more. But um, uh, yeah. yeah, and then going away to Arsenal, look, it's, for me, it's uh, I don't think they have to win at Arsenal because you've got the you got the um, the, the fixture switch uh, later on. But I feel it's um, it's a game they can't afford to lose. But um, but yeah, so I fancy Haaland uh, over potentially a double from Arsenal, maybe like a Saka or. Ketia, but are you are you similar thinking there, Matt? I think I think so. Yeah, I mean, I think Harland obviously just has that explosive quality. You know, he could score a hat trick against Villa, as you as you say. You know, I mean, Villa is not you know under yeah, memory they're better they're now, aren't improved. they? It's not it's not quite what it was, but you know, Arsenal playing Brentford. Brentford are a tricky team. They they gave City a, a, um, you know lots of problems when they beat them before the World Cup. They can they're very solid. Um, as you say, that City game, City obviously beat Arsenal in the FA Cup um, a few weeks ago, although that was a bit of a changed Arsenal team. Um, Arsenal will be at home. I think, as you say, that psychological piece of of knowing that they just need to they just need to not lose, really, I think is maybe is maybe sort of um, maybe sort of be there. So I think it's on Haaland just because I think that ceiling is is much higher. It wouldn't surprise me if an Odegaard or a Saka or an Enketia maybe outscores him over the over the double. Um, just because, you know, we've seen Haaland being sort of quite isolated. There's opportunity that, you know, he could be completely shut out of the Arsenal game, for example, and then you're basically banking on the the Villa result. But I just I think it's just that ceiling. You know, he could he could bang in two goals against Villa or and you know, one goal against Arsenal or something like that, which I think probably outscores the Arsenal players. But I think it's I don't think it's as quite as clear cut as as it might have seemed a few weeks ago. But um yeah, for me it'll be Haaland. But I think if you're looking for a differential Inketia or or Odegaard or Saka, I wouldn't go for Martinelli, but those one of those three I think is um is also a really really sort of strong candidate. And yeah, I really wouldn't be surprised to see comparable scores um across across any of those options really moving forward this weekend. Yep, good shout. Um, right then, so last thing 
is really around looking at sort of any differentials. I mean, we covered a few things around double game weeks and things like that. So this is hard to try and piece in players who players in form are Brighton, Brentford, um, and obviously Marcus Rashford, and none of them are going to be playing in 25. So um, do you just take, take the Go for it now. I think some. I mean, the top of the list of inform at the moment is Matoma from Brighton. Um, I think might have mentioned him a couple of weeks ago um, amongst the when, when we were sort of bringing Brighton players to the fore. Um, costs now five point two, so I think he was really low at four point nine, and yeah, he's up to about twelve percent owned. So, but his form is nine points per game at the moment, sixty-seven points for the, for the um, for the season. But I think he scored forty-two in the last six weeks since the restart so he's been absolutely on fire and the actual fixtures until 25 um, so this week he plays Crystal Palace away the what is it the M23 derby or whatever that is um, and then yeah Fulham at home on 24 so two reasonable fixtures and then actually after that the fixture run is still pretty good in 26, 27, 28, 29 and we expect a double game week for Brighton um, to go in I think I've heard rumours around 26. Um, a game of yeah. 26, it might think, do it. So, yeah, they might they might sort of play blank, double. And I think, there I say, I think, is it 28 is rumoured to be a, another potential quite big game, double game week, Matt? I think there's a there's a few blanks in 28 as well, potentially. Yeah, okay. oh, because of FA Cup. Cup. Yeah, that's FA right. FA Cup weekend. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the Brighton players are definitely really high on my list. They're a real candidates to replace Almiron. It's just that blank in 25 that's giving me a bit of pause. I think I probably yeah. would try and, you know, Almiron has um, has Bournemouth away, which, you know, is probably a decent fixture this week. So he'll survive again. Um, <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then, you know, it's it's the blank game we can then, and then definitely look at bringing in sort of one or maybe two of those um, cheap, cheap price midfielders um, from Brighton because they are just, they're just really on, on, on form for me. But, um, the only other sort of differential that I've got my eye on, um, and probably won't do it this week, but maybe over the next couple of weeks, is um, Tarkovsky uh, Everton yeah. um, scored in the scored the goal, uh, um, kept a clean sheet against Arsenal. Not expecting that every week, but you definitely expect Everton to just be considerably more solid um, under Sean Dyche than they ever were, um, than they ever were before. And, and they play a double in twenty five. They play Aston Villa and Arsenal. So you know when a lot of these, when, you know when we've got players like. Um, Luke Shaw and Kieran Trippier, who are in a, almost all teams, I think at this point, both of those are going to blank in in that game week. So, um, you know, maybe I could move Shaw on for something like Tarkovsky. He's four point two million, absolute yeah. bargain price. Um, only owned by one point five percent of the game. I've, I've still got Cucurella in my team, inexplicably. Oh well. Um, uh, although he's been on my bench for the last two six pointers that he's uh, that he's managed to deliver. But um, you know, again, he's five point one million. I could move him down to Tarkovsky. I save nearly a million there and get an, and get a double out of Tarkovsky. So um, uh, he's definitely on my radar. I mean, Patterson's still on the bench. He's rumored to be sort of getting getting back towards uh, fitness. Whether he'll be in time for that double, I don't know. But um, yeah, Everton, I think from a defensive perspective, um, I think would definitely be of interest to me um, uh, over the next couple of weeks. Obviously, see see sort of whether it was a bit of a blip in that sort of in their first game, but um, you'd certainly expect Sean Dyche to be defence minded first and keep them really solid, playing with some players that he knows there, um, and sort of see how it goes from there. Yeah, um, a couple of Wolves have Wolves have got a really really good. And obviously, we mentioned the blank, um, a double coming up as well. So uh, Max Kilman seems to be the most locked down in in their thing. So they've got 
It'll be 23 Southampton, 24 Bournemouth, Fulham, and then the double. Um, um, sorry, the double is, is Fulham and Liverpool. So um, pretty good, Max Kilman. And, and again, look, new manager seemed to have tightened things up at the back there. Uh, so not bad at all. Last person I want to mention is Brennan Johnson. So Willie Nonto did the business in the double game week. Uh, so he was the leads forward at 5 million. And if you bought him in, very well done there. Five million. Uh, he'd been threatening to do quite some good things and nicked a goal against United. Now, Brennan Johnson is is in a pretty good run of form at the moment. So he's 5.6 million, only owned by 2%. And uh, in his last uh, four games, yeah, he's got four returns, three goals, and I think it's two assists. So um, very good player who's taking his time to get up to speed with the Premier League. But now... Um, it has coincided with some decent fixtures. So Southampton, Leicester, Bournemouth, Leeds. So they are more, I suppose, <laughs> I want this in quotes, championship level sort of defences. But all in all, I think Brennan Johnson is decent. He does play in 25 because uh, they're out of the cup um, and then potentially 28 as well. So not the best run of fixtures over the next sort of four or five games, but I certainly will see next week. But look, cheap enough 5.6 and um here forest forest home form is excellent um so that is what you'd be buying um i don't think they've lost at home since september and i wish i had the date to the complete date but yeah really really good at home and brennan johnson's finally finding some some form that went from his uh championship form as well so keep an eye on that um but yeah overall a uh, couple of names there just outside of those sort of typical template picks that we'll be talking about. But um, yeah, good stuff, Matt. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hopefully we'll uh, be able to continue our trends of some green, green arrows. It's been a tough season, I think for, uh, for us here on the, on the pod. So uh, hopefully we can, you know, claw back a bit of respectability so that we can come back next season um, with, with, a, with a sort of fresh, fresh view on it. But um, I think that's going to do it for us this week. The double is, uh, yeah, it's very exciting. Um, hopefully, um, yeah, lots of points in everyone's futures, but we'll be back next week to talk you through how it went um, and look ahead to the next game week. But for myself and for mine, best of luck. And goodbye. Yeah, good luck. All. Good luck. <laughs>